We are actually using Netflix Party, so it should sync us all up. That's what it's supposed to wait, do. Wait, the Green Hornet's on Netflix? Yes, it is. So I'll do a countdown. Three, two, one. So right now, if you're watching, uh, again, the is that Paramount logo? Columbia. But it's green. Don't forget that it's green. Oh, yes, it's green. An original film. Also green. So, yeah, this is the 2011 film starring Seth Rogen, Jay Chow. Um, This is like a really weird intro. So like the mom is dead. You know that your mother is dead, son. And I and I know you've been fighting all the time. And I have no time for you. Also, I'm in this movie because I played uh uh what was he, Falcone? Oh, and I'm gonna rip off your superhero what toy's a, head. What an asshole. Pretty easy way to vilify the dad. Yeah, well, this is like the original. I remember watching this movie where I was like, oh, this is such a dumb way to set this up. We're like making his dad like such a shithead from the jump. Um, which the dad is played by Tom Wilkinson. Uh, we jumped to 20 years in the future. I'm just like, I can't wait to see because I completely forgot that David Harbour's in this movie. I don't remember him at all. Wait, what? I think I, I think I've seen this once, and like, I think I just blocked it out because this this looks yeah. all new to me. So now we have Christoph Waltz, uh, Academy Award winning Christoph Waltz. Yeah, I think he was Academy Award like before this uh, came out. Uh, yeah, Glorious Bastards came out the year yeah. before. He's won two, and I think, yeah, he won... I think he did this in between Inglorious Bastards. Uh, he did this... This is his first movie after Inglorious Bastards two years later, and his follow-up is Water for Elephants. He was, like, really good at Inglorious Bastards. Like, his his performance was phenomenal. Hey, it's James Franco.
I actually don't mind this idea for like a villain like playing out like how to promote yourself. It's all about easy SEO nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Disco sound. Which we're talking about, like, James Franco, who's oddly uncredited because uh, in this movie, even though he gets this gigantic... I mean, it's a Seth Rogen movie. Of course, James yeah. Franco. I like how he actually looks kind of like his feelings are hurt. See, this is the this is the part part of the movie I like. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is extremely charismatic as an actor. If my memory serves me, that was the best scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is absolutely the best scene in the movie. And I think it's just because Christoph Waltz is so charismatic, and Franco does do a great job <laughs> being that guy. And it's this a cool movie, villain origin. This movie's directed by someone who's like really cool, right? Uh, it's probably go. Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, it's, it's directed by Michel Gondry, who uh, directed and wrote uh, Be Kind Rewind, The Science of Sleep, directed Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind. Uh, I think I've seen all those movies yeah, and they're all, all awesome. So it's like, this is like the follow-up he did to Be Kind Rewind. Which I like love a, that movie. And it's just like a very strange follow-up for him. But you know, it's like, hey, it's like he's working with like you know, Academy Award winning. Yeah, Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz and one of the biggest co act, uh, comedic actors of the time. And then, like, and Seth Rogen seems like the kind of guy that, like, Michelle Gondry would, like, totally work with. <laughs> Seth Rogen is, like, a playboy, though, is, like, a very funny, like, casting role. Mm -hmm. So. This is his first movie after Funny People for Seth Rogen and Monsters vs. Aliens. And a uh, year before well, that... Funny, 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 Oh yeah, Funny People was him. Okay. Yes, I, I, no, I, I, he's I, I, the I, other I, guy. It's him and Sandler. Yeah, I was thinking of not Funny People, but the, other, the, the sequel to Knocked Up. Oh, uh, this is 40? 
Yeah, Knocked Up is f- four years before this. Yeah. And after this, he does Paul. Paul's good. Paul's fine. Yeah, Paul's I good. I love Paul. It's a really good movie. But this is the end of him at the top. This is him on his way down till he comes back up. Because this is post Pineapple Express, post Zack and Miri, super bad. His best film, and I, I always say his best film was This Is the End. Yeah, and that's two years later. Uh, my favorite thing that he's ever did um, is if you've never watched The League, he's fucking hilarious in The League as Dirty Randy, which it's him and Jason Manzukis are like best well, friends who are the grossest people it, on earth. So here's the thing about the, the comic. It's like, at least it's like you kind of kind of tell, like the father and son are kind of estranged, but like the dad's like kind of really is trying. But like, and, and you know, the behind is, the scenes that like the dad was the Green Hornet so that he's a good guy. But like the father is like such a massive dick in this movie so far. It's like why yeah. would like why would his son like listen to anything his dad says? Yeah, we also don't like that scene in the comic where he's like, Well, what what other things can we put there? We'll still put it, but like put it like on page three, like the third thing. Like, I feel like he, there. it's like a superhero movie built around uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> That's very good. But, like, the dad is a dick in this, like, compared to Billy Madison or the So he's listening to a song that's 25 years old. I mean, like, hey, man, you like what you like. Not that I don't like, like, it's an awesome Stompy Dance is amazing, but it's like, it's like the safest rap song. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's like they just killed so the dad. <laughs> yeah. And he oh. finds out on the TV. Wait, he died of a bee sting? <laughs> this is where I'm t- like, I, when I'm like remembering, like, the plot is so thin in this movie. Oh no, his, his dick dad is dead from a bee sting. <laughs> yeah, like, why do we care about him? Like, is it, like, the most interesting aspect of this movie is, like, oh, a supervillain, like, our crime boss trying to, like, re- like, remarket himself to be, like, more interesting. Honestly, the whole opening here is just kind of, like, the setup for the whitest kids you know, like, skit show. I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for the punchline now. Because we don't know Brett, or Brit. We don't know any of these other characters, and all we've seen is Brit is that he's drunk and that his dad was a dick to him when he was a child and was still a dick to him when he was an adult. 
God, you think they could have done the hair better on that statue? Uh, I've seen real life statues that are so much worse. I'm like, it's fine. See, this is where I think in the comic, like having that scene at that party. Oh, there's David Harbour. He looks so young. How old is this? Is it twenty eleven? So this is nine years old. The age difference from this and the Stranger Things is like big. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's also a little bit more haggard in in Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they like put it on. I mean, this, let's be fair. He looks, he looks a lot better than he does in Hellboy. I was gonna say, like, oh, <laughs> compared compared to Hellboy, I think this is probably gonna be a better movie, maybe. Yeah. Hey, Edward yeah. James almost. So basically, this is his not actual, but kind of Mexican dad. That will be his dad in this. His, his like, Alfred mentor figure, dude. If Alfred or if uh, if James almost could be my dad, I would make him my dad. You know, like they, I don't have a dad. You, could. <laughs> <laughs> you want a dad? Get this dad. He's a pretty good dad. Yeah, I ask him. Hey, hey, almost. Can you be my dad? Almost. I just I would just want him to quote stuff from like um, Battlestar Galactica. Oh no, I was gonna go further back. Was it stand and deliver? Oh, the, dude, anyway, I was he's go the teacher. Oh, I was doing Blade Runner. I just want him folding cranes in the corner all day long. Yeah, I feel like they're like, oh, we need to have like a an elder person that's not a douchebag to him. Uh, does this building also have a giant typewriter on it? No, but it. I don't know, but it should. Oh yeah, I forgot. This is this our. This is like our introduction to Kato. I still think because I I remember this movie like I remember some of this movie I always thought like in this movie that was like his estranged brother or like his because the way he just like talks <laughs> about like, his dad it's like that, I that love this something there I love this reaction because when he still lives in the pool house but it's like his coffee being different he like fucking throws a temper tantrum. So our introduction to Kato is he's the coffee bitch, and he works on cars. And car guy. Don't forget the car guy. And he drives the same motorcycle that the Grayson Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Is his dad actually the Green Hornet? Like, is this an actual origin story for the Green Hornet right here? Yes. 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 This is the actual Green Hornet origin story. Like, his dad was not the former Green Green Hornet. Nope, that entire plot that we have in the comic does not exist. His dad was just a dick. <laughs> a dick newspaper guy. Oh my god. Oh my god, yikes. Yeah, that's also like this the plot of the comic is like the the skeleton of the comic is the best way to do like a modern take on this. So he made like a fucking gigantic awesome espresso machine that's super hydraulic. 
It's like a coffee machine Iron Man would make. I'm honestly jealous of it because I'm a big coffee nerd. And, oh, you see, you know that he knows Kung Fu because he can flip around a coffee cup. I do want to say, I feel bad for this guy. Like, uh, for Jay Cho. Because he's asked to do a thankless job in this movie. And he's just carry not... It. <laughs> he, he, and he's not yeah. powerful enough of an actor to do it. Like, I get, like, Jet Li, ten years before this movie would have been made, would have been, like, perfect casting. Or Jet Li now would be perfect casting for old Kato. Uh, man, he, I'm like looking up his filmography. He did, he was, he starred in the live action version of Initial D in, in 2005. And he's like doing the sequel. Initial D is basically like Japanese. It's anime drift cars. Yeah, it's, it's anime version of Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. So this is one of the other problems I have with this movie is that like Kato is Q for reasons. Like and he's also a bro. But like like how like this is no explanation for how this happens. So, like, why would also, <laughs> like, a guy who runs a newspaper need cars like this? Security. Are you sure, are you sure like, the dad wasn't used to be the Green Hornet? I, for no, my he was, like, a Yeah, he was, like, a bad Because I believe that they, they, from this, get really shit-faced and shit-talk the dad. But, like, how would Kato know how to do this? He was just a dude that grew up on the streets. Hey, man. And he's somehow a mechanical engineer and chemist. Maybe he just uses his library card. (laughs) It's a pretty good resource. Well, the Bruce Lee drawings. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Gotta get that slow-mo in, dude. It's 2011. Why would that be cool? He just fucking opened a beer. They gotta use that as unnecessary uh, FX budget for something. Hey man, they didn't it wasn't before the meme of like doing a a turn kick and kicking the, the cap off.
I feel like this is like that stepbrothers part where it's like, oh, are we, yeah. are we best friends now? Yeah, that's, friends? no, that is what this is. But like, why? Why does Kato have all this shit? So we get a retelling of the story we already saw. Yep. Yeah, we, we have already seen this. Well, I mean, hey, it's like we got some subtext for it now. Where it's like, hey, he oh, never was point. a bad he never was a bad kid. His dad just treated him like shit. You know, I have a real soft spot for Seth Rogen, so like he, like even Seth Rogen in this movie where I'm like he's like super miscasted. But, like, I still kind of really like this. See, I, I don't think he's terribly miscast if it was a different script. I think the script does no one any fucking favors in this. I I, I mean, miscasted in a way of, like, him being, like, a, a gun-toting superhero. But, like, I, you know what? Maybe at some point this, like, movie kind of changes my mind. But, like, I think I like face value. I, I think the most action he can kind of get is Pineapple Express. And it's like more of like a comedy of errors than an action movie. Oh, they pull a Simpsons. If you if you guys have ever seen the uh, the Venture Bros in one of the latest seasons, the Monarch goes through a Green Hornet origin story and goes by the Blue Morpho. I like also just this gang that was hiding in the bushes. <laughs> he just runs up like a flasher. <laughs> How did he do that? How did he get into the car? How how did he punch through the glass so quick? Is are his arms that long? Hey man. He... 
Because this movie was 3D at one point. I totally remember. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that's why they have all that needless CGI. Oh. Uh, sorry, my internet dropped out, but somehow my movie didn't stop. How, how did you guys love Terminator Vision Kato? Yeah, yeah, and I, the super long arms. It's... I, I kind of <laughs> do. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like, hey, it's like a unique thing. It's like, you can't oh, say that cool. this doesn't it look looks... like any other action movie. No. With the soundtrack and everything, it's got its own unique flair. I, I... I feel like they also, like, have that mandate where it's like, the the fight scenes have to be slow motion because that's just like what movie like action movies are at that point. Yeah, but they're like, mm, like how can I make this like my thing? And like, well, like let's do this like cool 3D thing since we already have to do a 3D version of it. Well, yeah, well, here's my problem is that like, why does Kato need Brit? <laughs> Kato is apparently a kung fu master, a super genius, a weapons expert, and a chemist. Hey man, sometimes you just need a good bro by your side. Yeah, well, like, what does Seth Rogen bring? I guess like bank uh, account money, and, and and that's and I think that's at the end of the day, it's like where the comic is like they they throw in the line that he's like really good Muay Thai, and that's about it. You know, like at least he could fight, but you know, I I totally get it. But I think it's like at the end of the day, they're not trying to do like a serious action movie. They're like they're like, hey, like let's just do like a buddy comedy that also has to be like a superhero action movie. <laughs> I d- well, at least like, <laughs> like is, this, is this movie radar? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, that kind of probably honestly hurt like this movie more than it helped it. Like, I, I see like making it radar because Seth. No, Rogen, it's PG. Like, it's PG thirteen. Huh. This is like around a time you can still say shit a bunch of times in movies. Oh well, yeah. This you can say shit on TV. You just can only you only get one f bomb per movie though. PG thirteen. Because there's, uh, if I remember, I, I, there's I feel like, no I feel sex. Like it's a relatively new thing, though. Yeah. There's no sex in this movie, and there's no blood. Because remember when, what's his, when Christoph Waltz shot the guys, they just shot and disappeared? Like, Seth under Rogen, frame? Seth, well, now I see it. Seth Rogen's, like, not in bad shape in this movie. No, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's miscast. It's just the script is dog shit. Because there's just no reason for them to do anything. Oh, and Kato's great at basketball. Um. This is basically an interpretation of uh, Batman being split up between Robin and Batman. Like Bruce Wayne just having money, and then like the Batman would like do all the fighting. Yes. This is if you you split him, uh, 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 Dick Grayson. Like. Like Seth Rogen's like the fun-loving version of Dick Grayson, and like uh, Kato is like you know all the skills. It's like twin. Kato is Arnold Schwarzenegger, except (laughs) and Brett Reed Reed is uh, Danny DeVito. Yes, (laughs) except that he has money.
See, this is where, like, if this would work, like, them getting together like this, if they found out that his dad was actually the Green Hornet before. Friends. I wonder how many this, of uh, Seth Rogen's lines are improv I bet 90% of them, he gets, like, a couple of things. Also, Cato doesn't get a first name in this. I thought Cato was his first name. No, Cato's his last name. Maybe Kato's never had a name? Yeah, it's only ever listed as Kato on the credits. Yeah, I guess they've never given him a name? Ever? <laughs> Sorry, that was actually like that line got me. The context matters. <laughs> well, I mean, like it also just was preceded by like a gay joke between him and Kato. Yeah, yes. no, two dudes cannot be friends or else they're gay. Yeah, oh well, it's twenty eleven time. The green bee. 
Oh my god! I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even know that. How, did I write it? this movie? I think you might have. Are you in the right. credits? I don't mind that as like how they get to the naming. <laughs> I do like that like his character hates it. See, the soundtrack just reminds me of uh, how good the Persona 5 soundtrack is, in contrast. And that's just a personal I mean, thing. it's it doesn't slap as hard, but you know, I can see it. It's just, it always gets almost there. So this is the only part of like the plot I love is that like his entire uh his entire thing the villain is that like he doesn't like that people don't take him as seriously. Yeah, no, he's got imposter syndrome for being the like the super villain for Los Angeles. Yeah. It's like he's the opposite of Kingpin and Daredevil. Like the TV show. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, he wants everybody to know who he is. I forgot, like that. Uh, I forgot Cameron Diaz was, was in this enough. movie. I I had it as somebody else in my head. Oh, now we get Cameron Diaz randomly inserted in here for reasons. Uh, Kato, or they need to have like the two guys fight over somebody. It's a two thousands movie. Oh, so I'm know. Like, I, I don't know. It'd be neat if 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 he was just if she was like the love interest for Kato, but she's not. Is she not? You've never seen this before. I've not seen it in like years, so I could not uh, possibly. The only, literally, the only thing I remember about this movie is that Christoph Waltz has a cool gun. Uh, she's both of their love interests. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. You, you cannot say that in a 2020 world. In a workplace, <laughs> no. let alone a movie. <laughs> Unless you're doing a period piece. So, you want to hear a movie that I wish we would have gotten instead of this? Uh, before this one and after the Kevin Smith one, 
Stephen Show was set to direct and play Kato. Uh, that'd been cool. Like that was like Stephen Show, like when he was like still kind of like killing Post-Kung it. Post Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, like, like look, he could kind of just do whatever he wants for the rest of his life. He made challenge challenge soccer and kung fu hustle like those are like two of the best like modern like kung fu movies of all time mm-hmm. are they making a I... second one of uh kung fu hustle uh he's been like talking about it for years <laughs> he has not done anything in seven years or no sorry 10 years as an actor yeah sometimes you just need a break I mean, he, he he still does movies in China and like the or like not China, but like Hong Kong, and they still make um, a lot of money. Yeah, he hasn't starred in anything. He's written a couple movies, um, in the last couple of years. And let's see, did he direct anything? Uh, he he's like a big director, and like he's he been like directing. A, like he, he directed. Did, he did an adaptation of Journey to the West. Like yes, and it looks like they're doing a sequel to that. He's doing the Monkey King. Yep, 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 yep. I kind of want to see. I need to see the his journey of the West then. Uh, but apparently, the Stephen Show thing fell apart because of creative differences. Sounds about right. Um, I mean, like, also at the end of the day, it's like Stephen Show is like not really has done like a big. American film, like he's predominantly just like worked overseas. Mm-hmm. When he can kind of like, be, it's like why like why work in the states and like have to answer to a bunch of people when you're the biggest star or like one of the biggest directors in Hollywood or not Hollywood, but in Hong Kong, and you just kind of can do whatever you want. Oh, holy shit! This is um. Looking through stuff because obviously we talked about how much this movie's been like people been wanting to make. In 1992, who do you think wanted to make a Green Hornet movie and play the Green Hornet? <sighs> One of the biggest movie stars of the era, Kevin Costner. Uh, n- no, interesting guess, but no. You'll. It's somebody who was a comedian. And did a couple like comedic action movies in the mid. Jack Chan. Uh, uh, no, the answer is Eddie Murphy. He uh, won- that would probably not have been bad. No, I actually think that would have worked really well. Like, apparently, he was pushing for it. Let's see, ninety-two. So that's um after another forty-eight oh, hours uh, at around Boomerang. And before the one of the worst movies ever, Beverly Hills Cop Three. Hey, all those Beverly Hills Cop movies are a gem. Three is terrible. It's a gem. It may be bad, but it is a gem. Don't. Kato and Seth Rogen fight in this movie? They probably do. Like each other? Yeah, I think at like the two-thirds mark. Okay, because I'm like having vague memories of like them doing karate against each other. I I like this version of the Green Hornet. 
Oh, with the terrible leather jacket? Wow, this is I love how like there's so many th- people attached to this movie at different times. So Christopher McQuarrie was attached to um was brought in for rewrites in 2000. This is a pretty cool looking car. Oh, the car design oh, is awesome. Like, I, I, I feel like they, it, I, I wish it, they would have updated that Green Hornet logo. I see. I kind of, I kind of like it, but it would have made more sense if there was. Sorry, the masks metal. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like, like that's such a like an old look for for Green Hornet. Like, I would have kind of ditched. I would have made the coat shorter. And like I don't know about like him looking like a I don't I don't know about Kato looking like a like a hand like servant. A, yeah, which but, is I don't know like it, but it's like a butler look I guess but it's like I don't know. But yeah, I I, I like I, the green I, tint I, on the lights. I really like the car. I I, I really do wish they would have modernized Seth Rogen's. Well, it makes sense yeah, if it's if he's doing. The uh, if oh, he's man, this, dead, this Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow, oh my god, I can't believe you made that reference. I want to send you to jail. <laughs> okay, again, I will say, like, I'm just thinking awesome of song. Out right now, why yeah. is the song in a 2011 movie when it's I mean, from like the 90s? Paradise is a banger for always and ever, yes, it's but so like. I okay, feel like for it's, what it's worth, people my generation were listening to this at our prom. And like this I was is still I was like this, very regular. I was listening to this song the other day. It's on my oh. like it's on my Overwatch playlist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like I'm not saying the song is I, I bad. Like, I know just, I have yeah. I, I my my diva playlist is all hip hop songs and Gangs of Paradise is totally one of them. Okay, this is a completely unrelated question, but do you have multiple playlists for separate characters? Yes. Okay, do you do you what? jump between them? Will you play? Yes. Okay, that is the most commitment. I am so happy to hear. Never. Okay, th- sorry. What what console are you on? That's PC. funny. I figured. PC. But yeah, I uh yeah I have I have playlists for um about five different characters because I have a playlist specifically for Ryan Torb. Like I you know they kind of feel <laughs> the same kind of character so. You know, both are, it's like the same playlist. They give you the same energy. Yeah. Uh, so my, they have a fax in the car? Okay, this, I'm I'm certain this movie was written in 1994 and just put on a shelf. Oh, yeah. I, that's where I think a lot of these bad things, like, and again, I like the music. I just, it doesn't fit in a 2011 no, I, I, movie I'm to me. Especially like a newspaper in 2011. Like even then, you still like maybe make it an online publication to modernize it, or make that part of the plot. That like, oh, yeah. that's what he does when he comes in. Is he modernizes it? Oh, oh hey, I oh, saw we're gonna it. go to I South Central. Speaker, 
I saw the sneakers. We we're in the hood, y'all. I completely forgot that Cameron Diaz's plot is that she's his secretary and they use her to come with come up with ideas of what to do as villains. Uh, I mean, like, Seth Rogen seems pretty clueless and Kato yeah. doesn't really seem like the kind of guy who, like, thinks long-term about the plans of what they're doing. Ooh, I love the green headlights. Uh, oh, and there's white guys in Compton. I feel like the car is beyond the best part of this movie. It's the best character of the movie, for sure. Well, it's not, like... It's not plot-dependent, so that's why it's awesome. Terminator Vision. Oh. Mm. This this slow-mo is so bad. Did he just, like, teabag him to death? Yeah, wouldn't that have hurt him more? Oh, he oh, did. Okay. He says my nuts. Okay. Did he just kill that dude? Yeah, just domed him. For sure. That guy's straight up dead, right? <laughs> just get in the car. I also, like, hate this P... Like, this peeve I have where they have, like, characters named something really, like, stupid. And that's, like, the whole joke of the movie. So we're gonna make that joke, like, several thousand times. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's overly done. It looks like a word for long. Because it is Edward for long. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know what happened after the premiere of this movie? Uh, did he go to jail for drugs? No. Yes, he did. He got arrested. Wait, what? <laughs> Two hours after the premiere. <laughs> That's one of the trivia pieces for this. Holy shit. God, th- this future was not kind to one John Connor. <laughs> and what's sad is, like, I don't think he's a bad actor. Because he's been in, like, a bunch of other good stuff. Yeah, he was the crow. The third time. Oh, God, that's oh, right. Oh, God, he's I forgot the... about that. Is that City of Angels? Uh, yeah. I love that he has an email address. I like that. 
Isn't that the dude from The Wire? The big black dude? Isn't that Ty I can't, I forget his name. He was uh, Tyrese uh, in The Walking Dead as well. I think is it Chad L. Coleman? I'm looking him up right now. Uh, he's from Left 4 Dead, The Wire, yeah. Uh, he was in Always Sunny in the Orville. Holy, wait, what? Oh, he was in Arrow for like a fucking whole season. He was Tobias Church. And yeah, he was in The Walking Dead if I didn't say that. Like, this is, I feel like this is, like, the subplot from the Kevin Smith thing done really <laughs> dumb of, like, the mayor part from the Kevin Smith comic. Just really stupid. Oof. The language in this is, like, not great sometimes. It'd be interesting if that Daniel guy was like, had any like aspect in this movie besides being a picture on the wall. Okay. Again, I love this song, but it's from what like 87 i mean like here's a th thing though it's like what what kind of music do you think should be in this movie uh what was the what's some big music from 2010 2011 i mean like we had blue orchid by uh uh the white stripes when they were putting the car together yeah and that works like who are big bands of like 2010 i don't know man like i i feel like are are you watching like Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're like, what the fuck is with this 35-year-old no, well music? But that has a plot point in it. Like, it's part of the plot. Like, why are they listening to Van Halen? Like, they're listening to Gangster's Paradise. Like, they could be listening to Eminem or Lady Gaga or looking up I mean, stuff. I mean, Michelle Gondry seems to be, like, the kind... It's like, yeah. Be Kind Rewind was all about, like, retro, like, films. It's like... I feel yeah. like the kind of guy who just like you know he wants to put songs in that he likes you know but like i feel like these characters would be listening to more modern music or like i do feel like the white stripe song works better because it's it fits i feel like the old songs kind of show how old the script is probably mm-hmm
I would be like really into a Green Hornet adaptation where the Hornet and Kato also dated, but they were all you know they were both like dudes and not like a guy, a guy and a girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't know it worked. Well, I I mean, it's like you learn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like what I like the idea of a female Kato being like a badass motherfucker. Oh yeah, no problem. But I don't like. I can see like the idea. I feel like the couple idea is. I don't know. I see what you mean, but I feel like it's a little too obvious. I feel like a lot of well, and I think that's maybe like also with like a or lot like, of like. <laughs> so that that knocked him out for four days. See, like, the comedy in this, I think, is mostly good. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that idea. <laughs> like, the knockout gas is so fucking powerful. <laughs> I was in a coma. <laughs> it's payback. Yeah. See, but like that, I do think they have good chemistry together. The problem is like when they're having to do plot stuff, it's just not. It good. feels like grinding stones. Together. Yeah. Yeah. When you're just letting them like joke around and Seth Rogen like ad lib. What was he doing to the briefcase? Oh, yeah, here's the plot point. She's trying to steal my boyfriend. How dare (laughs) she? Well, like... I like the idea of him getting the girl. Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a bad plot point to like make Brit jealous when he was like in a pool with two chicks that like three scenes ago. But that's yeah, like also sure. like but that's also like the thing with Brit that we've like kind of like seen after this movie. It's like you like you get the feeling that he has like a revolving of like women. Yeah. And now he's belittling Kato. Like, this seems like bad. Again, this is like bad writing. It doesn't do anything. And not to mention, like, Cameron Diaz is utterly misused in this movie and miscast. Because is she older than. You know, um, I I, I don't. You know what? 
it's an an older Cameron Diaz is still like Cameron Diaz. No, no, no. Man. I just mean as like be wanting to be a secretary at a newspaper. This is also like weird where he's like making Kato feel bad. Yeah, she's almost like 10 years older than Seth Rogen. So it just makes me feel like, why is she a secretary? Like, it would make more sense if she was Edward James Omos's character. Uh, hey, man, you, I, th- I think, I think you're, I, I think it's like you think that she should be more progressively used in the film that, that they were <laughs> willing to use her in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not trying to knock any idea, but. A woman running a newspaper? <laughs> it's just, like, so weird for her. She's basically playing kind of the same character she was in The Mask that was, like, 15 years before this. Yeah. Like, or if she was a reporter. Like, if they made her, like, a Lois Lane type, it would be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like Christoph Waltz is in a completely different movie. I I like him though in this. Oh no, he's by far him and the car are the drop dead stars of this movie. It's like he's like the best actor. All of them are just like not as good, so they're like. It's like they, they, if you they, get they a really amazing actor, he elevates a horrible script. I actually love the way that they're cutting the scene though. To like him, like talking all calm and like massacring these people. I like the idea of a villain being undermined by somebody who's doing a worse job but just wears a mask and he's just oh. losing it at the fact yeah. that 
it's like, but again, it's like Christoph's Waltz movie is like a really serious take with like this really interesting, like narcissistic villain. And then you have this other movie that's like a weird buddy cop thing. But I think that's also like the juxtaposition with like this serious world that they're like kind of like trying to deal with. Yeah. And they're just a couple of goofballs. Well, that's where like if because I'm trying to remember, I know there's some weird plot turn about the dad that I can't remember. This is where like him finding out that like the dad was the Hornet. Like he's I kind of really just don't like this like forced like diversity between the two friends. Oh, their mini civil war in this movie after they've yeah. been friends for like five minutes. I mean, I we're an hour into this I, movie and Cato showed up like thirty five minutes in. He didn't show up thirty five minutes in. I swear to God, he uh, he showed up twenty minutes in. He showed up sixteen minutes. Sixteen minutes in. <laughs> but I mean, like, I like, it's like the idea that it's like I don't know. You know, uh, I'm sorry. Watching this scene, the other problem I have with his costume as Hornet is I can't tell it's even green because it's such a dark green on that. Mm-hmm. That when he's in like anything that's not bright li- bright light, he looks like he's just wearing black. Also, uh, I actually don't mind the dark green. Well, I think that's where like if they redesigned the costume, it would work better. Also, why are they meeting in the daytime? Because they're following Seth Rogen's plan. Because they got an email and he got excited. Well, that's going to sting. I actually think this is not a bad way for, like, the two movies to meet. Oh, if they actually died here and, like, picked up... No, no, I mean, like, like, the Christoph Waltz world, like, this is how they actually get to see, like... Oh, I see. This is not a bad set piece. This dialogue is terrible, though.
Oh shit, so that's how that guy died? Oh yeah. Oh man, they killed the black guy. Oh, oh his name is Chili? And they brutally killed him. I really like his gun. Yo, the double gun is like... It, but I like his entire character of like him being this like crazy egomaniac. That like he needs everybody to think that he's scary. He's wannabe Batman. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. Great. Ooh, that's some bad CGI Whoa, right there. Oh, that guy got crushed. <laughs> He took a taxi home. Super casual. Mm. <laughs> I don't even get why they're like, why Kato's pissed, because he didn't follow, he said it was going to be a trap? Well, Kato's pissed because Seth Rogen's like not, like, kind of like, listening to him and being, like, rude to him. Yeah, and, like, every conversation for, like, the last, like, ten minutes has all been about Whoa, they're they're doing the thing that I talked about. I I think you just wrote this movie and you're kind of gaslighting us. Mm. <laughs> yes, I've been I'm secretly Seth Rogen or even or Evan Goldberg this whole time.
this is where Seth Rogen's miscast, where like he can't even do the acting, like the fight acting, good. <laughs> I don't know, man. This movie's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's just got like weird plot points. Yeah, and, I, I mean, to be honest, like I'm also like I'm pretty sure we're gonna have more fun with this than what the Phantom and the Shadow or those the two other films. We- oh, uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, or Zoro, I think, or was it? Oh, uh, I, I mean, would be Zoro's good. probably going to be better than this. Yeah. But, but this is fun. I was trying to think of the list, though, because this is the newest pulp film. Well, good thing they haven't destroyed the rock band drums. Look, those are relics now. Like they're worth money. Uh, I, I have, I've looked at recently. Believe me. Oh, I'm sure that they're more popular now than they were like a year ago. I, I actually really want to buy like a a pair of Ion drum kits for rock band, but they're like three to four hundred dollars. Oh my god. Well, yeah, because those are, like, real electronic drums. Yeah, but, like, hey, man, you go big or you go home. You're goddamn right. Oh, he can't swim. He could do everything but swim. It's just like the first Assassin's Creed game. You're a master of everything but can't swim. We all have character... Yeah, we we all have character flaws of some kind. Why didn't he just jump in? Maybe he, he also it. can't swim. Yeah. He was in the pool earlier. But he was on a that lobster. I still don't even know what they were fighting about. Uh, egos. But his scene was chilly. Yeah. Is it because of like the food or the uh like the TLC? weather? It's probably just like Wait, and that guy's name is Popeye? Popeye. Okay, so it's like food restaurants. Okay, are we sure we're not just watching Sex Castle? Look, man, a lot of this movie is kinda like Sex Castle. It's ki- it's really kind of rubbing me that way. But just not as good, or funny, or entertaining.
I really like this scene, actually. I really like the way the shot is structured. Oh, like it's the cobble panels? reminding me of uh, the 13. I was going to say, game. like, Ang Lee Hulk. It's like all about his. Oh. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like Ailing Hulk, but it's like the connections to connections to connections to connections. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It shows like organic growth, but everybody's going somewhere else and getting somewhere and they're doing something. It's really cool. Oh, and I think our next one is The Mask of Zorro, because we're kind of do like, decades. So this is okay. 2010, Mask of Zorro is 98. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say The Mask, the, the Son of the Mask. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, no, no. And then I guess our choice is either The Shadow or The Phantom? I'd say The Phantom. Oh, no, I uh... think we were going to skip those and then go to... What was the other one? Dick Tracy? Dick Tracy, and then end uh, Dick Tracy or Rocketeer, and then end with Flash Gordon. Uh, I we we can think about it. I have not seen Rocketeer in so long. We should do the Rocketeer. Yeah, it's 91. You said the Mask of Zero? Yes, the, the first one. The first one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, that, I think that's fair. Cause, especially because it's an origin story. Yeah, like, I, I thought What's you kind meant, of funny is I, it, I, has I, the, it has the plot that Green Hornet should have, maybe. I thought you meant the sequel that happens in like the 2000s. 2005? No. But I, was, but I was like, I don't remember like anything about the original. And oh, I don't remember anything about the sequel. The original has like an insane cast. Wait, Hellboy's a bad guy? Well, he's he's he has hell in his name. Hellboy's a bad boy? Bad boy boy. You think I was the? You think I'm the only one that can kill your dad with a B? I'll kill you too with a B. Yeah, double B.
So, so did we just learn that the dad was on the take? Possibly? From the files he's reading? Yeah, yeah, he might have had something to do with it. Some panache. Yeah. Again, everything Christoph Waltz, every scene he's in is awesome. No matter how hammy it is, it's still great.
Yikes. And it ends with him checking out her ass. He's making a resume. Oh my god, signing into the Windows Live email account. I love that it's a Windows Live email account. Gmail, the most evil of emails. Oh wait, no. Why won't they just like no, track Windows. email being sent? Oh, it's Windows, the most evil of, <laughs> of, of, of emails. I love how they email like text, like a text stream. I like how film will never understand how internet works. Also, since he was worked in that garage the whole time and Brit's an idiot, why would he need to break the glass? Wouldn't he have he keys? Yeah, he should have keys. Unless he changed the locks, too. That quick? I see. Yeah, I love all this stuff with with him. It's fucking awesome. Half-inch punch is good. No one-inch punch?
Hmm? I do like this. Whoa, does he command bees? Is he the swarm? He's the bee man. Is he the green bee? He's the... He's a bee boy. This is ridiculous. This is kind of neat, but, like, also, I don't believe that Seth Rogen is, like, smart enough to, like, put the pieces no. together. This is also, it's a, it's explaining the entire plot. Also, he's making him dad, his dad, a better person than we know him to be, possibly. Maybe if there was, like, he was reading this from a book where his dad's like, yeah. hey, I don't think you're an idiot. I just think you need some tough love or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sidekick. He's got That's a actually like fine ADR. The car is so fucking cool. Best part of the movie. And uh, Jimmy. I love that he has a red car too, although it's like a shitty trailblazer.
So, are they equal partners, or is it like... Well, now that he's, like, seen the error of his ways, like, he's like, hey... Oh, no, no, I, I was talking about Chandovsky and um, the DA. Oh, yeah, they yeah. said they were uh, partners when they, like, uh, during that, that whole Seth Rogen flashback. You know, this isn't as bad as I remember it. It's like... No, but, like, that entire, like, I don't know no. what you call it, like, plot explanation does a lot to, like, explain away stuff we never saw I, I honestly, about the like, dad. I was gonna say, like, I honestly remember liking this movie and, like, rewatching it. It's like, oh, like, this is about what I kind of felt about the movie in the first place. It's like, it's, it, you know, like, I think it has a lot of really fun parts. Um, you know, it's it's not, like, fantastic, like, compared to, like, maybe what Marvel was doing at the time. But, you know, I think I think it's, like, kind of fun and, like, deserves, like, kind of, like, a place. Like, I think this is better than, like, anything, like, DC was doing at the time. Like, I'd much rather watch this movie than Man of Steel. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hands down. This actually, um, it has something that's really unknown to DC. It's called fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would really suggest DC look into uh, how they can put fun in any of their products. I mean, like, hey, it's like if, if they learn anything from Wonder Woman and Shazam, like, hopefully that's a lesson they, they, they get moving forward. I, that's a very good point. Yeah, so I'm looking up now. So the budget for this movie is $120 million. That's about right. Yeah, ish. Um, it opened at $33.5 million, and it made $227 million worldwide, but that's pretty much it made like under $100 million US. Oh, and this came out in January.
How conspicuous of them. Just perfect draw. Yeah. So I'm looking. So this comes out 2010. The big movies are Avatar, uh, Toy Story 3, Alice in Wonderland, Iron Man 2. Uh, so I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the list of lists right now. because um, it opens like January 2011, which is like kind of like a real big dump month. Uh, and it's number one, it opens up with forty million dollars, which is like not bad, you know, for 2011, you know, money in, in January. Uh, and then the next week, it's still number one with, like, $33 million. So, like, it, it kept solid. Like, it, it only had, like, a real significant drop. Uh, well, they, they put it in, like, a dead man's land and being in January. But, you know, it's like, I think, like, that's also, like, the the like, the the veneer of like January where it's like you can kind of put like a movie in there and like it, it, it does really well because like no one else like puts in anything there. Cause like the third weekend, like Green Hornet makes like eighteen million dollars. So it's that's like that's pretty good for a third weekend. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm just looking, I'm guessing they put this in January because the rest of the movies in twenty eleven are so fucking huge. Because you have Deathly Hallows Part 2, The Dark of the Moon Transformers, Twilight, The Final One Part 1, Pirates of the Caribbean, Fast Five, Cars 2, Thor, and Captain America The First Avenger, and X-Men First Class. But you're also, like, comparing a bunch of films that opened up in the summer, and you can't really, like... I'm saying, like, I, I wonder if they put it in January knowing the monster movies that were coming out in the summer... Yeah, and, you know, it could honestly have been Sony just dumping a film, like, in January. But, like, I, I think, if, like, at the end of the day, like, this film, like, did better uh, in January um, than it could have done, like, anywhere else, like, during the year. Yeah, but I think it says, like, so the week before that, like, the number one movie... Uh... And this movie ended up doing like was True Grit. Well, yeah, but True Grit like is not on like it's like seventh week or whatever it would be. Yeah, because it's the it's the week after the like the January first week is what this came out. Yeah, and, but I mean, like, and also like the Green Hornet made like uh, like almost two hundred thirty million dollars. Like that's not bad on like hundred twenty yeah. million dollar budget. Well. Like, I think that's a lot of overseas. I bet you that's a lot of China, which, because of uh, what's his name starring in this film, as Kato. Because isn't he a big pop star? Uh, I mean, they they made forty million over the MLK Day Junior. The second uh, second weekend, they got twenty million, and they got like uh, like I I feel like they made like at least like more than half. Like ninety eight million was domestic, and then uh, one hundred twenty nine was domestic. So it's like basically, like you know, zero half and half. Okay, can I just say something? From what like I do know, something is about cars. This car has no gas tank. So even if it was front wheel drive and it could do these things, there's no fuel to move it. It could be electric.
Wow, that one rocket did nothing. That that guy just shot off. Whoa. At some point, wouldn't, like, this building structure just collapse with all these rockets? Eh, I mean, you know. The green lights in the car in the dark do look fucking awesome. But I do like, I do like uh, the guy playing Kato. But do you think you lose something not having like a real deal martial artist guy to actually show him doing that stuff? Holy shit! He Kato just broke that dude's neck. Hey man, it's it's. Guys, survived at this point. Oh, does he get a 3D vision? Uh, that's called Hornet vision. But, like, why would he have... Why would he be, do, be able to do this? Because he has adrenaline pumping right now. And it's... Plot... But, plot device. Like, it would have been more interesting if, like, Kato had been, like... They showed them, like, he's like, oh, we gotta teach you how to do some shit. And, like, showed, like, a little bit of training so that he could do some things. But he also just, like, fell on his ass, which is, like, pretty uh, pretty Seth Rogen. Yeah. Oh, my God! I f did not remember that. That is fucking crazy. I, I like that cutaway right at the end there. Got to keep that PG rating.
It is an interesting thing to like they solve the day by murdering the two bad guys. Uh you definitely wouldn't just throw that away. Alright, as somebody who owns vinyl records, there's no way it survived that. <laughs> I I do have to say, like, this movie's better than I remember. Yeah, no, it's easily better than I remember as well. It's got its moments. Yeah, it's just like it's it has the problem where things happen because of like plot convenience. Because the plot dictates it needs to happen yeah. instead of like it feeling natural and it's, it's well, like, it, all it would take is if they borrowed that one simple thing, like, from the Kevin Smith, where, like, if his dad had been the Hornet and the Hornet used to exist, would kind of solve the entire reason for them doing this, besides them just coming up with it all. terrible cop well i mean hey he's a he's a cop that doesn't push himself into someone's residence without permission he's a pretty uh, good cop ew <laughs> I need you to dig this out of my meat. I remember this scene, and and this is like a really good scene to. You know, it happens. Yeah, it's just how it goes. Oh, I guess we saw there's no typewriter.
<laughs> That's a smart. I I do like that. Yeah. Uh, I really wish like Cameron Diaz was like clued in earlier in this. Yeah, it would work so much better. Yeah, she's a great addition to the team. Oh, and they just like totally just like have this song from like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> this is from Kill Bill Volume One. Well, it's the Green Hornet theme. What is it? Yeah. yeah, it's from the original. From the TV movie. show. Oh my god! Well, I learned something tonight. Thank you, everyone. Hey, that's the that's our job. <laughs> I like that ending logo. But doesn't it look like a mosquito more than a hornet? Like what the when it was colored. Oh yeah, in? well that's the original logo. People didn't know how to draw until like 1972. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so that was the movie. Ah, yeah, like I said, I, and there it is. I do like it better in retrospect. It is definitely not even close to the worst thing we've seen. Um, it might be like uh, no, we watched might... Attic or what was it, Artemis Fowl? Yeah, Artemis oh Fowl. yeah, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Everyone did. So, quick uh, cancel sequel talk. Producer Neil Mortz said in 2012 March that no sequel was forthcoming since the movie did almost 250 million. Uh, uh, since the movie did two, almost 250 million and was actually well liked, but we made the movie for too much money. One, we made it in LA for certain reasons, and two, we decided to go 3D. That added another 10 million. I had done it in uh, tax rebate state and not 3D. It would have been considered a huge financial success for the studio, so we're not making a sequel right now. Uh, yeah. but, but Reboot Talks uh, started in 2016 with Paramount Pictures and Chiman Entertainment. Part of the film rights to the Green Hornet was development for the reboot adaptation. Gavin O'Connor signed on to produce and direct with Steve O'Keefe as the screenwriter. Uh, but in 2020, Universal Pictures and Amnesia Entertainment announced that they were partnering, uh, partnering on the Green Hornet and Kato and are in development on a film based on the classic characters. Amnesia won the film feature rights to the Green Hornet in January with Amnesia co-founders uh, Michael... Uh, Hellfant and Bradley Gallo producing. Hellfant is a veteran Hollywood executive who was the president and chief operating officer of Marvel Studios for some years, starting in 2005. What has Amnesia Films ever made? Uh, well, I looked at Gavin O'Connor. 
since he was a director at one point, uh, and he did uh, a, a, a bunch of... Uh, well, he did The Accountant in 2016, and The Way oh, Back... Oh, that's that, that's that really bad... Um, we call it, where... What's his name? Has He's like an autistic hitman? Yeah, Ben Affleck. And, ben Affleck, and, yeah. And then he did The Way Back with uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, he did Warrior, which is good. That's the, like, MMA movie with um, Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, but, I mean, like, if I were to put money on it, I assume Amnesia Entertainment is, like, like I've never of... heard of them. Uh, they did the call with, like, Halle Berry, which is, like, a WWE film. Uh, yeah, like, kind of a lot of nothing. So, if they were to do a Greenhorn in Cato film, I assume... Uh, it wouldn't have a whole lot of money. When we looked at, when I read like 120 million, I was like, besides like the shit ton of cars, there are a couple like really good set pieces. I don't understand why it costs so much in many uh, ways. Uh, I mean, there's like a, a lot of like kind of bad CGI parts. I assume Christoph Waltz, like, posts, like, Academy Award. But I'm like, sure he signed on before he won the Academy Award. Yeah, I, I assume Cameron Diaz also wasn't cheap. Um, Which is, again, like, it's weird casting, because it's not like she's, she's, like, kind of a way too big name to be that part. And Seth Rogen's kind of big at that point. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, like, a lot of, like, just little things that kind of, like, add up over time. And, like, and really, like, also, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, hey, we were kind of told, like, they filmed in L.A., which was not cheap, and they filmed yeah. in 3D, which... This is a movie added. that needs to be filmed in Detroit. And this, and they also add, you know, they also decided in 3D, which was, like, every film within that era, and they added, you know, an extra budget to it that probably didn't make it cheaper. Yeah. It's, like, I don't know, I guess... It is funny, like, with this rewatch, like, it, it isn't bad, and I'm, with, like, how much money it made, especially, like, overseas, like, it is surprising it never got a sequel, and I do think of, like, the pulp characters, for what we talked about in the comic, and, like, the stuff in this is, like, it makes the most sense, besides, like, I think Zorro, to do, like, a... Not like to go back to it because it's such a different thing compared to other like heroes, like a hero playing the villain. Mm -hmm. And I do think like everybody had good chemistry. Like it's just like the to get to where we get to with them is so badly done. Yeah, like I mean, like here's the thing: it's not the it's not the worst Seth Rogen film. It's not the worst superhero film. It's not even the worst Evan Goldberg film. Like, you know, it's, I think it's, like, fun, and, you know, like, it's a fun watch, but, like, kind of, like, utterly forgettable at the end of the day. 
that's what I would say. It's like it's not good enough to be really like worth a great watch, and it's not bad enough to watch for fun. I think that's why we were like, there are chunks of the this recording where we're like pretty quiet because like, oh, this is like a cool scene. And then there's like a whole bunch when we're talking, when we're like talking about the other movies we might do. It's like, oh, because it's like dumb, boring plot stuff. But whenever they're letting Seth Rogen and Jay Cho like do stuff, it works. But like, why is Edward James almost in this movie? Why is Cameron Diaz in this movie? Why is Tom Wilkinson in this movie? Like, well, it, it's actually like kind of like really nice because uh, Edward. <laughs> Edward James, uh, not Edward James almost, but Edward Furlong in this movie like reminded me of like a 90s film like I super loved with him in it that I might actually rewatch. Has anyone here watched Detroit Rock City? Oh, yes, of course, the Kiss movie. Yeah, so (laughs) like I like I remember like a certain time in my life like that movie was super rad and I was like, man, I really love that movie. Like, I wonder if it's kind of like as good as I remember it. And I actually like might try and watch Detroit Rock City. Ever yeah, like he he has like a good like vote before he becomes like a horrible drug addict. He has like a good set of like five movies, five or six and, movies that he's really good in. And so, for people who don't know what Detroit Rock City is, it's basically about a group of kids who are in, like, a tr- a KISS tribute band who are traveling to Detroit to go see KISS in concert. And it's, like, their misadventures on, like, trying to get to this concert. And, like, I, I remember it as being super fun. Uh, and, like, Sam Huntington is in it. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I forgot he's in it. There's lots of, like, cool... Um, Melanie Linsky, who's... Uh, I've seen her in a million things, but she's most famous for being in like Two and a Half Men, and then she was in a really good show that was on Mrs. America that was on Hulu. That's really good. Like, like honestly, it might be like a thing that like has nothing to do with like any kind of current like nerd shit. But like, I recommend Detroit Rock City as like a oh. thing that we might watch on this podcast yeah. at some point. It's got Natasha Leone. Hey, it's got the future Lana Lang, Emmanuel Chicory. Yeah, it's got like the the like the the woman who's like uh the like the older lady in in like all of the American Pie movies. Oh, it's Stifler's mom? Yeah. Like Stifler's mom is like in this movie. Um yeah, like which we're now talking about the Rock City, but like yeah, to go back to like Green Hornet, like it's it's fine. Like, it's it's yeah. such a weird. It's like it's fine. Like I don't know. Like it's like not having a, like a list of any of the films. We, like all the films we've seen up to this point. Like I don't think it's the best, but it's definitely not the worst. There, like there are worse movies we'd seen that I would rather watch because, like, even though they're terrible, they're not good. They're more enjoyable in their not goodness. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. Like, there's something of value you can get out of watching something terrible. Yeah, like, I would definitely watch this over Blade Trinity. Like, I'm trying to remember, Blade Trinity, worse than this. Uh, Artemis Fowl, worse than this. I'd rather watch Cats. 
I'd rather watch Constantine. What are the other things that we've watched? Uh, I would actually Constantine rather World, watch actually like I've, I would I, I would actually wa- rather watch like a uh, Green Hornet over Constantine because like I you know it's like hey it's like every other day. It's oh like, yeah, I, Constantine's heavy. Cause, yeah, Constantine's heavy. Um, like I rather watch Batman and Robin over Green Hornet because like I, I yeah. Right, we watched at least, I, at least I have like the nostalgia of like the the badness of it. Um, I'd rather watch Sky High than Green Hornet. I am actually really bummed I missed Sky High Night. Oh, Sky, I like Sky, Sky High, High is a lot. I'm clicking the movies that we watch. I think Sky High and Green are comparable. Yeah, like yeah, I guess that's yeah. I don't know. I'd rather watch Sky High, but yeah. So we have Sky High, Constantine, Batman and Robin, Artemis Fowl, Blade Trinity, Hellboy, and Bloodshot, and Cats. And I think this sits like there's four like movies I never want to watch again, and it's Artemis Fowl, Blade Trinity, Hellboy, and Bloodshot. Like I could go without ever seeing them again. I agree with that. And then Cats, Constantine, Batman and Robin, Sky High are like the other set. And I think this sits like with cats to me, but under Batman and Robin. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Cause like cats is not good, but there's still some like funness there. And that's where like this is, where cats is maybe like a more fun bad movie to watch with a group of people. But Batman and Robin, I could watch by myself fine and like enjoy it because it's ridiculous and terrible. I don't know. Like, I guess this is like a weird middling ground where, like, this is kind of the first movie that's like in that middle tier, dividing the other movies we watched. To me, um, yeah, it, it straddles that line the whole time where it's really good at times, but it's also just kind of really boring or forced yeah. at others. Yeah, and I think it's very easy to see like what is wrong with this movie, especially like reading that comic and there's lots of things wrong with the comic that we've talked about um if uh, connor you weren't on the episode i don't think but like that kevin smith comic of the script that his green hornet script i think the thing that's good about that is like the basis for the whole thing works so much better um but i get why this movie got made as opposed to that because of who's involved yeah uh but yeah, I definitely think compared to the other pulp movies we're going to watch, like, um, like Zorro is going to be way better than this. If we watch Rocketeer, is going to be way Rocketeer is, in my memory, a fantastic movie. I watched Rocketeer when Disney Plus first came out because I'd never seen it before, and Rocketeer rules. It is Rocketeer such a fun might movie. be the first movie I have a memory of seeing in the theater. I'm super okay. jealous because that's like one of my favorite like movie movies. Like, also, well, also like Rocketeer doesn't like you know doesn't put up with any two pit Nazi. Yeah, no, that's oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, but like even compared to the other pulp movies that we won't be covering, I kind of would rather watch the Phantom than Green Hornet from my memory because the Phantom it, is so bad Phantom. it's enjoyable. Uh, so, I remember like. Absolutely nothing about the shadow or the phantom. No, the shadow is terrible. Like the shadow is garb. Like the shadow is unenjoyably bad. The phantom is. I'm watching it because like Billy Zane is charismatic, and it uh, has a good cast. 
Yeah, and I well, I feel like we'll like probably like talk about it at some point, but like uh, I feel like the Zorro film is the next film that we're talking about. Yeah, I would say Zorro or the Phantom is like well, they can kind of be split up because Zorro's like ten years before this, a little bit more than ten years before this. That's ninety eight, and the Phantom. Ninety six, and I think the shadow is ninety four. Okay, so all the other movies are around the ninety. So yeah, and the shadow is real bad. Uh, what are we doing? The mummy. I don't know if that what? would count as a pulp movie. Like I, it does, like, but that's, that's more like, like a, a universal monster. monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, where like the final one, which I I love it. It's like such a good bad movie as Flash Gordon. No matter what, I think that's like Ever the one I want it. to end on. Because one, it has the best soundtrack of any movie we're going to That's do. That's very true. Because it's all clean. Uh, and it's got Max von Sydow doing uh, Very Bad Yellow Face. Oof. Yeah. That's a picture yeah, of the but times. it's 1980. So it is kind Good of... times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. There's It's kind of weird that there's, like, not much to say. I think we would have more to say if we, like, some of the other movies. Um... And we're going to talk about that. So I would say either Zoro or the Phantom would be next. Is there anything else that he wants to say before we close out? Uh, no. No, I'm going to speak for all of us. Whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I guess we will close out. And I hope you enjoy the time with us. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. I love you. Uh, feel the sting of this podcast. Uh, uh, I guess. Like, whatever, man. Yeah, really trying. Be it my mask or your blood, red will be the last thing you ever see. <laughs> <laughs>